Hey, Andrew, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Etienne. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking the time today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So for those of you that don't know, and especially for some new subscribers, um, I've, we've been at Alpha Sox. We've been doing work with Andrew and his team at SQI for for a number of years, probably, I'm guessing what, Andrew, five, six years? Yep, that sounds about right. Somewhere around there. So uh, longtime supporters of the company. And um, now that we're doing podcasts, I wanted to get Andrew back um, so you can kind of share your vision um, for your company with our subscribers. I know we used to do a lot of kind of Q&A sessions and we would just send it out, but I thought it would be it would be good to get you on the podcast so investors and subscribers can um, get a better sense and a better understanding of your vision, your passion, and, and your plans for the future. So um, if you're good with that, why don't we kind of get started and maybe you can kind of start us off and give us an overview of, of SQI um as full disclosure obviously uh we're shareholders of sqi we got shares and warrants in the company we've participated in many financings over the last five six years and um you know the company's currently sitting at nine cents at around a close to a 17 million dollar market cap um but i really feel which is the reason i want to bring you on that given your insider support given the catalyst that you have a number of things in the pipeline some catalysts that you hope to announce shortly um that we have a massive opportunity here. So um, if you're good with that, why don't you kind of start us off and give us a little bit of a background on yourself and uh, and a little bit on the company as well. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks, Etienne. Well, I won't, uh, I won't take too much of the time talking about me. Um, the, the kind of the short uh, story is that I did uh, research in the, in the healthcare space for about, uh, for about 10 years, um, did a number of startups and worked in investment banking. So have a, a background in both science and business, did my MBA at, uh, at Rotman, and uh, have a lot of uh, business operating experience as well, kind of transactional experience. So uh, I've been at SQI for 15 years. I started there as a CFO, have been the CEO for about five years, um, and we did a bit of a, a pivot uh, then. I would just kind of point out to, to new and, and old subscribers uh, of the SQI story that in our market space, it takes, you know, if you look, at, look to the U.S., which we all like to do, uh, it takes about 15 years for a diagnostic company to do all the R&D, get customers and start generating decent revenue or find that kind of inflection point. And, and anywhere, uh, you know, the average is about $130 million U.S. million invested in the company. So we've, we've, got our, uh, we've got about 15 years in um, and about uh, $85 million or so invested. So uh, I guess short of the U.S. average mark there. So... What, what does SQI do? Um, we, we make and sell diagnostic testing products or test kits, uh, the metaphoric razor blade or consumables, uh, and the machine or razors that run the kits in the diagnostic testing and drug development markets. Um, and you know while we can test many different types of things, just to keep it uh, kind of basic, we mostly test blood. So these are, these are uh, blood tests for a variety of, in kind of air quotes, what we call biomarkers which really just means biologic things in your blood. So we have uh, patented multiplexing technology. We have, uh, we have 12 patents, and but the buzzwords aside, the technology essentially causes dramatic reductions to the cost of getting many test results from a single blood sample. And in our, with our current customers, that blood sample can be anywhere from 
the kind of the normal tube of blood that you're used to getting taken when you go to the doctor's office, or uh, as little as uh, as uh, three drops of blood from uh, just a finger prick. Um, so we kind of run the gamut there. Uh, big benefits, though, in our technology is that we use very little blood compared to traditional methods. Um, just talk briefly about our markets, and then we can kind of get into you know what's been going on recently and some of the, the catalysts in the future. So as, as I said, we work in the diagnostic and biopharma space, um, and these markets that we're addressing are massive. Uh, about $5 billion of addressable market in North America comprised in three main categories that we currently operate. So uh, tests that we sell to large pharma or biotech companies that they use in drug development. We sell diagnostic tests developed with other diagnostic companies, and these customers have unique tests, and um, they also run these test kits in their own regulated lab. And so the important thing here is that they already have a steady or recurring customer base, which means almost instant recurring revenue for SQI after we apply our technology to their tests and, and run them on our, our platforms or our, our testing systems. And then finally, we have other diagnostic uh, testing companies as customers who operate in, in the unregulated markets, like the direct-to-consumer testing market. And this is a new and, and quickly growing uh, market in North America. Um, and these customers will either use our existing tests or will pay us or will pay us to develop tests to meet their specific market demand. So all in, that's about a $5 billion market in North America. North America typically represents a third of the world market for diagnostic testing. <laughs> and um, I think it would be, because obviously I know, but I thought it would be interesting to kind of note, obviously you were talking about the money raised uh, to date of, of, of around 85 million bucks. You have a very, very strong uh, insider or support from your insiders. And, uh, and I think that's very, very important to note here, um, especially on a, you know, on a small cap, micro cap name like SQI right now, to see the amount of support that you've had from insiders and existing investors in your current management team is a, is a huge, huge thing that I don't really see that often in the market. Nobody, and frankly, nobody really does in the small cap space. So can you briefly touch on that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thanks, Etienne. So um, we've got three, uh, you know, insider shareholders who are on the board and represent uh, around 60, 66% of, uh, of all of our shareholdings. Uh, Clive Beto, who uh, most people know as the founder and chairman of WestJet Airlines, um, is has been a shareholder for a number of years. Uh, Gerald Connor, is was the founder of Cumberland Wealth Management, a very large uh, institutional uh, fund. Uh, he also started Allied Investment REIT, which is a, a large real estate investment trust. Um, and Will Matthews, who was the vice chairman of BMO Nesbitt Burns, and you know also has a has a significant uh, uh, family office. So they uh, combine, and they they each own a, a, about an equal share of the company, um, and they participated in uh, as many of our last uh, private placements as I can and can remember. On the last private placement, we raised $2.26 million, and they're responsible for $2 million of that. Um, and they take a similar sort of share in previous private placements. So, you know, on the one hand, um, people look to that and say, but, you know, they, they hold so much stock. But in the, in the biotech world, you can't imagine um, how important it is to have the support of some very large uh, shareholders um, who will continue to support the company as we move forward. 
I think that's massive. And can you talk about a, a little bit about some of your previous, uh, like there's been a ton of stuff happening in, uh, in SQI. Can you kind of talk to us about some of the R and D deals that you've, uh, that you've recently announced? Sure. Yeah, I can, I can uh, definitely talk about that. So we are pretty excited that recently we announced two uh, research and development agreements with the University Health Network um, to create and license these rapid multiplexed assays or tests and a point-of-care diagnostic test and device um, that will help transplant surgeons assess the suitability of lungs and other organs for transplantation. What's really kind of exciting is that the University Health Network and specifically the transplantation group was just named one of the top five hospitals in the world um, for their pioneering work in transplantation medicine. So I, I expect that this is going to be uh, a bit of a niche for SQI. And what this test, the, the, the actual test that we're developing uh, with UHN, what it actually does is it allows the surgeon to have a numeric value or just a number or a score um, that allows them to assess the lung and determine the success or the the, you know, the probability of success of that lung when it's being transplanted into a recipient. Now, you know, the reality of this is that it will, I think everyone knows about transplantation medicine and, you know, people on the waiting list for organs. And a lot of these organs aren't used because they're assessed in a very qualitative way. And the surgeon, you know, has a fair uh, degree of uncertainty as to whether after they transplant this donor organ into the patient, you know, what the outcome is going to be. So with a lot of previous work done by the University Health Network, and they're uh, presenting some of this data at a very preeminent conference this week that we're going down to uh, down in Orlando, it's called the Toronto Lung Score, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a very big deal in the world of transplantation medicine. And they've decided to use SQI's platform as the testing platform uh, for this product. And Dr. Shab Kashabji is a recipient of the Order of Canada for his work in lung transplantation medicine. So he is looked to as the key opinion leader, um, certainly in lung transplantation in the world. So, you know, this is a pretty big deal. We've got two, we've got two projects going on with them, and we, um, right now we're, we're expecting that there might be a third one in the near term that comes out of this. Certainly the group at UHN spans all of the transplantation uh, practices by organs, so uh, heart, liver, um, kidney, and lung. <laughs> And can you also talk about, because uh, I, I know it was a couple months ago, but I don't think it was, I think it's a big deal, but I don't think it was quite, you know, highlighted enough and uh, and the market didn't quite understand the significance. Can you talk about these new, um, the the new direct-to-consumer tests that you've launched with I'm Aware? Yeah, for sure. So um, you, you, you launched a softball my way. Thanks. Um, yeah, so we also recently announced and launched two tests into the direct-to-consumer market with a company called Microdrop Health. Uh, they brand their consumer targeted tests under the I'm Aware brand. Um, and these tests were in addition to the launch of our first I'm Aware product, uh, which was uh, for celiac disease to reduce the number of undiagnosed celiac patients. It's kind of interesting. Um, so, well, the, the other two tests, one is for a rheumatoid arthritis disease detection, and the other is a celiac disease monitoring product. So once you have diagnosed uh, or been diagnosed as having celiac disease, you can use this, use this product to monitor um, how well you're adhering to the dietary restraints of, uh, of being a celiac patient. So um, in, in celiac disease, is one of the most under-diagnosed disease in the world, and we estimate that there are about 3 million Americans currently affected by uh, celiac disease, 
and uh, 60% of those are undiagnosed. So that leaves about 1.8 million Americans that are undiagnosed. Um, so we, we think the direct-to-consumer market is going to be very big. Microdrop is a company that is 100% focused on the direct-to-consumer space. And again, here's another company who has uh, decided to base, uh, base their testing on the SQI uh, testing platform. <laughs> and uh, and tell me one thing. I mean, how do you how do you let's say how do you when somebody asks how do you value SQI? How do you value this deal? Is it is SQI? You're sitting at nine cents, seventeen million dollar market cap. How is this going to go to five hundred million dollar market cap? Is it going to be based on the amount of test kits that you sell and the amount of orders on a PE ratio, or is it based on you know the multiplexing technology, your specific IP that you have? Is it going to get bought out for that or bought out for the actual technology? How do you value this, or how should an investor? I, I, yeah, I, value I think this? you know. In, in some regards, I mean, we're not providing you know kind of three year guidance out there, but um, certainly our business and the businesses in our sector are uh, uh, you know mostly uh, valued on revenue multiples. So, uh, you know, if I were looking at SQI as a healthcare analyst, I would look two, three years out, you know, do do a bit of a forecast on the number of kits that would be sold. And uh, right now, I mean, on average, over the last five quarters, we've seen 25% growth uh, quarter over quarter in kit sales. And that's kind of the most important metric we have. So that's been a nice straight line, five quarters out. It's going to continue at six quarters. And we're also expecting to see a little inflection or a hook on that in the upwards direction as our customers, you know, the, uh, in the cardiac market space, in the direct-to-consumer space, we're going to launch, uh, launch uh, long testing maybe as early as this year. Um, and these are all kind of very high-value markets. So if one were to look out and be able to uh, commit to a 10 or a $20 million revenue number, the multiples on revenue in this space right now are about, you know, anywhere from 14 to 16 times revenue. Hmm. That's kind of industry standard. Yeah, for, you know, for growth companies, you, you know, it wouldn't be like a, a Roche with billions of dollars in revenue. Course, but in, yeah, in our space, if you're looking, you know, kind of at a comparable Apple to Apple and you look at companies that are just a little further ahead than us, which, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to forecast out two years and discount back, that would be the kind of company that you would look at. And in this space, when I'm looking at these multiples, these are in the three to 600 million U.S. market cap. And uh, what, what are some of the kind of the near-term catalysts investors can look forward to over, call it, the next six months? Yeah, so, you know, we expect to, you know, again, the, the, the number one metric that people should be looking at, uh, and that we keep, you know, obviously pointing them to, is the uh, growth in kit sales. So a nice steady or, yep. you know, even accelerating growth in the uh, sales of diagnostic kits. Um, we, you know, we expect that to keep growing at a pretty, you know, at that 25% or better pace over the next, uh, over the next year. Um, we're, we expect to be announcing a product development agreement with our I'm Aware customer in the direct-to-consumer market. Um, we're opening our own CLIA facility, or it, that's CLIA is just a, it's a big acronym. Uh, essentially, we're talking about testing in the regulated space in the U.S., and we have our first customer for that lab. Um, and this is noteworthy because typically in the diagnostic space, um, who, whoever is running the test makes the most money. So we are partnering with a, a company to kind of rent out part of their CLIA facility in the U.S., and we expect that to be up and running sort of in the June time frame. Should add 
um, about uh, 10 to $15 per test that, that we sell. So right now we typically earn about $15 a test when we're selling just the kit. So we expect that to double um, if we're running those in our CLIA facility. Um, we also expect to be announcing another big collaboration in the lung diagnostic market, um, but this with a much broader market application than just the transplant medicine project, which is very good business, very um, uh, very nice margin per patient, but obviously there aren't millions of uh, lung transplant patients a year. And, um, you know, also along the way we'll be uh, announcing product development milestones in our, you know, recently announced lung transplant uh, and uh, point-of-care development projects. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, Andrew, I think this is good. I wanted to, um, I want, I would love to have you on more often and maybe even after every kind of milestone, every, every significant news release to come out there and talk to subscribers about it. And obviously, you know, everyone can understand your passions there. The support that you have from your own team and insiders and yourself is absolutely massive. And, um, uh, and for everyone, I mean, make sure this is something you got to put SQD as in dog on your ticker symbol. Stock's currently trading at around eight, nine cents, $17 million market cap with a ton of catalysts with massive support from insiders. And, uh, it's not one of those stories where, you know, they're going to, a one significant news release in the stock can go to $5, but it's one steady you can already tell by their steady revenue increase that this is can easily go from nine cents to multiples of that over time as they continue to show growth on the revenue side. So um, I appreciate your time, Andrew. Is there anything else you wanted to leave subscribers with? Well, no, I just, uh, you know, I think those that are interested in a growth story where, um, you know, the risk profile is significantly diminished and, you know, just, just to look back at some of our, our recent uh, press releases to see that, you know, we talked a lot about revenue, and now we're starting to achieve that kind of steady growth in kit sales uh, quarter over quarter. So um, revenue is coming, risk is being reduced, and, and people that know me um, would be surprised to hear me say that the risk is, is reduced. So I think it's a good story to keep your eye on. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time, Andrew. We'll definitely have you back on shortly. Okay. Thanks very much. Thank Jim. you. Thank you.